You know how they tell you about, like, you go to jail, there's going to be a gay big black fella and all that named Bubbles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chrissy Broom is Bubbles. <laughs> yeah, go on. Big black tranny with the biggest tits on her. Really? But yeah, so the biggest story that used to go around, right, mm. is like, oh, yeah, Chrissy Broom, she'll, she'll offer to suck you off. Mm. And if you deny her, she'll just knock you out and suck you off. I'm like, what? <laughs> All right, we'll end on this. Obviously, you've been through a shit ton of things. You've sat down with murderers and had dinner. You've been in jail and seen bad things happen. You've had bad things happen to you, like stabbings. You've lost mates and all that crap. But what is the number one lesson you've taken out of this whole journey that you've been on throughout life so far? Hello and welcome back to the Game Chat Podcast. Once again, always a pleasure, never a chore. Now, as you know, this is the only podcast in the world held inside a Call of Duty Game Chat. And because of that, we meet some really crazy, unique people, and you never really know who you're going to get. Just like today's episode. As you heard in the intro, we met a bloke in Call of Duty Game Chat who ended up on the wrong side of the law, and as a result, he's been through some really heavy stuff in life, from going to jail at the age of 17, to living through some of the most craziest stories I've ever heard. This is an episode you do not want to miss. Before we get started, I just want to say a huge shout out and thank you to Zach. It's not easy coming on the podcast and being so honest and open about a really difficult and crazy time in his life. And I'll link his Instagram below, so make sure you show him plenty of support. I know you guys are going to love this episode, and I promise you, you will take something out of it. Whether it's advice on turning your life around, or the entertainment and laughs you'll get from listening to these crazy stories you're about to hear. So make sure you listen to the end. I'm going to waste no more time talking and let the sound effect take it away. Hope you enjoy. Let's do this. How did you manage to get into jail? <laughs> did you actually go to jail? Uh, which time? <laughs> okay, well, let's go with the first time. I've been in four times. Really? First time was for two armed robberies for violence. Can we just walk through armed robberies? Did you plan this? One of them was a really dumb one, right? We robbed a bakery at three in the morning. Like, we robbed the baker. All right, we got... 200 bucks out of that motherfucker between four of us. <laughs> 50 bucks. <laughs> that was not worth it at all. Like, there was nothing. Smelt really nice in there, though, but there was nothing. When you when you did the bakery, how'd you get caught? Well, we had no... We pretty much walked all the way back to me mate's house. Yeah. And apparently fucking cop dogs really have a good sense of smell. <laughs> apparently. It's the one thing that keeps them in a job. Those fuckers traced us for like two, three days, man. It was the good smell from the bakery. <laughs> that's, why, that's why they chased you. So have you robbed any other places that you can talk about? Uh, when I was younger, I did servos. What, what's going through your mind? You walk through the doors. Like you walk through the doors and like, what, you just start yelling? No, you just walk in there, bro. You know, you're bellied up. Your head's, your head's down with your hoodie on and shit so they can't see you wearing a belly till you can get to the counter. Do you want to try to delay them pressing that alarm? So, like, you just go down and then, like, as you get to the counter, right, like, you make, you want, like, a decent-sized knife. That way you can sort of, you know, you want it to look more threatening because end of the day, bro, you're just there for money. They're just there to do a job. You don't need it. You know, you don't, no one really wants to hurt them. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going into fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not angry with our lives and just want to stab you, you know what I mean? Like, we're just, want money you know yeah you've got what we want we're gonna take it that's the criminal mindset take yeah. what you want they already know what's up when you pull it off and put it there you just say i want everything open the till fucking put the smokes into a bag and all that shit they just nine times out of ten they fucking do it have you had one that's gone south like wrong yeah i've had like a couple try fly back and shit like that really yeah so i used to do i used to do a lot of the armor with like machetes and shit so all i used to do is just 
Like, it was going bad, they weren't listening, and I should just turn around to the blunt side and just smash them in the side of the head with it. Fuck. It can split them a bit, but, like, you know, you're not hitting them with the actual thing. Yeah, at the end of the day, I don't think 7-Eleven's worth risking your life for, because I doubt the manager of 7-Eleven's going to risk their life for you. It's just the way I see it. So I ended up doing a year over there in jail. Really? Yeah, I got three for one, so three years on top, so every year, and I got two years parole. <laughs> so when you got caught, did you regret it? No, not really. I laughed. I was like, I can't believe I'm going to jail for robbing a bakery. <laughs> when you think about it, like, it's fucked. Because, like, I did a year of my life, over 200 bucks, that I didn't even get to see because we got caught in a couple of hours. So that's crazy to me. I see, I'd be shitting my pants. I mean, the worst I've done is probably throw eggs at houses. Throw eggs at houses. <laughs> These are two opposites in the one podcast. At the time, jail wasn't that bad of an option. So what's it actually like when you first go to jail? Like being the new kid at your first night in there, what's it actually like? Um, when I first went in, I was the new dude, you know, and like because I went in there. In Brisbane, 17 is like you go to adult jail at 17. And what was that like being the new kid? Oh, bro, it's like not as bad as you think. Because like, you're a young fella and shit like that. Most cunts are sort of like, yeah. Because your kid cunts are more just like, you know, they try to talk life and you like, I've had a lot of lifers and shit just sit there and tell me, like, they regret what they've done. Does that actually have an effect on you and shit? Well, yes and no. Yeah. Just I'm like, you understand where they come from, man. Like, there's one bloke I knew, Blowy. He's done three months out in the last 39 years, bro. What's, how did, what's he done to get in for that long? Murdered, and then he got out on parole, and then he killed someone. Oh, so you're full in there with, like, proper bad people, like murderers and people like that. Yeah, man. So I, was in, I went to Woodford Correctional Center, man, so, like, yeah, no, I got you got like lifers and all that shit in there. You got cunts in there. Like I used to eat dinner with some cunt that's in there for murder and two blokes. You know what I mean? Like, oh no. Really? Have you heard some crazy stories? Crazy is fun. Probably would have been old matey. So there's a student there, and he had he had scars all over his arms and shit, man. Like this is just on my personal opinion of like craziest. We're all sort of like, oh, you know, where'd you get those from? You know, because it's just weird. Like this cunt looked like looked like he got set on fire. Fucking turns out the cunt, after fucking trying to flog his missus, poured petrol over himself and set himself on fire. Really? Why? Because, like, he regretted it or...? I fucking... I, I didn't really ask much more. I was like, yeah, right. That's cooked. I was like, you're not really all there in the head, are you, buddy? Because, like, he had, like, his whole arms were just scarred, bro. Like, scarred. He used to wear, like, the long socks. Yeah. And fucking, like, cut little holes at the feet, put and wear them over his arm and shit. That is crazy. But, like, you, you just hear all crazy shit, see, see crazy shit. Like, the craziest jail thing is, like, um, in Brisbane, is about Chrissy Broom. Who's Chrissy Broom? All right. Chrissy Broom, right? <laughs> Chrissy Broom. You know how they tell you about, like, you go to jail, there's going to be a gay big black fella and all that named Bubbles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chrissy Broom is Bubbles. <laughs> Yeah, go on. Big black tranny with the biggest tits on her. Really? But yeah, so the biggest story that used to go around, right, mm. is like, oh yeah, Chrissy Broom, she'll she'll offer to suck you off, mm. and if you deny her, she'll just knock you out and suck you off. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, I was so confused by that. I was like, so like, I can either get sucked off awake, and like, it brings the contemplation to it. So it's like, what would you do? Yeah. Would you rather be knocked out? And sucked off with the possibility of getting a finger in your butt. Yeah. Or be awake and get sucked off. Like, mm. like Chrissy Broom's a big black person. Like, yeah, he'd knock you out with one hit. I guess the dynamic we have here, Cameron, would you rather be sucked off by Chrissy Broom, the tranny, or be knocked out by Chrissy Broom, then sucked off anyway? Oh. 
probably knocked out so that I'm not conscious for it. Really? Pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah. But you see, like, you see, you're knocked out. So technically, if Chrissy Broom got a bit more, you know, how you're going. Tully. You know, you, you, yeah, you're gonna be true. you're gonna be knocked out, bro. You ain't stopping shit. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. I feel like if you woke up, you could, you could, you know, forget about it easier. You just pretend like it didn't happen. Like, oh, what was that? <laughs> yeah, just suppose. walking like a penguin for a week, <laughs> yeah. and then just crying the shit every time. What was the worst thing that happened to someone else that was in there? Worst thing that I probably saw. Personally, like personally, so was already in. So they used to have these little fry, you know, those like electric fry pans you get for your fucking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so someone got beaten with one of those and like literally got the side of his head indented in, like oh, actually, like days. dented his head. But yeah, you watching that happen? Yeah, I'm just like, can't. Does anyone try help? Or is that just, like, that might be a stupid question, but just. They sort of deserved it. Oh, really? No, you just watch it. You don't get involved in the shit, bro. It's like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why would you sort of think it's no, no one's business? What did he do to deserve getting a dented in head? Um, I don't even know. I didn't ask questions. I was just like, yeah, radio. <laughs> no, I'm not. What am I going to do? Go ask old manny that's like smashing his head in, like, as he's doing it. Like, oh, excuse me, bro. So, <laughs> excuse like, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, carry on, chap. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how do you enter that conversation? Like, you know what I mean? Could you stop bashing my friend in the face with a frying pan, please? <laughs> right. So basically, you done the you did, you did the bakery. Yeah. Um. Then what? You got caught after the bakery, and then you went inside for one year. Yeah. Then you come out. What did you do when you got out? Like, what was the next one? Um, stabbing. Really? Billy heads Mecca's car park brawl over ice cream cone thrown. Oh, whoa. Explain the story. This is over an ice cream cone. All right. Fuck. Yeah. Look, that's what the news article read, right? So that's just that way, you know, you know, I'm not talking shit. Yeah, exactly. We're here on the Game Chat podcast to get the real side of the story. So continue. Okay. I don't even know why we're there, to be honest with you. Yeah. We're just fried cunts. We're like, let's go for a drive. And we ended up there. Yeah. And fucking, we ended up bumping into a bunch of me mates, little brothers as mates. They were hungry and shit, just little street kids. So we're like, oh. Go take them Macca's, go buy them a feed and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. To go and make some money to go buy more food and that, because I was doing not too bad for myself back then, I guess you could say. Yeah. How old were you back then? Uh, I would have been 18. Yeah, so we've come we've come out, I'm up the, I'm just up the road by the car having a smoke and shit, and these two kids have come running up the road. Where's Zach? Where's Zach? Where's Zach? I'm like, oh, I'm fucking, you know, I'm here. Yeah. What's up? They're like, oh, Jai's about to get in the fight, though, dear. And I was like, yeah, all right. So I'm fucking, going to sound like the most esche thing ever. <laughs> I've chucked my side bag in the car, <laughs> started walking down. Yeah. As I'm walking, like, I see old man, he was fucking, I thought it was like just a log of wood or some shit. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So I started picking up face, put it in the jog, you know, doing the whole throw on the arm thing, getting ready to fucking have a scrap. And fucking, as I come down, this cunt's got a fucking pump action fucking shotgun. What? Trying to, trying to like hit me mate with the cunt. And like, me mate's like grabbing the barrel of it, trying to hit the cunt and shit. Was it loaded? I don't fucking know. I'll, probably not, otherwise yeah. they could, would have shot me. I ran down, I'm like, oh, let's go. I'm trying to swing at this cunt with a knife, like trying to get him. Yeah. And fucking, he's ended up running across the road. So I'm like, all right, what's up? And he's like, sort of pointed at me, and I've ended up running at him. He's ended up bitching it and running off. But thank fuck I'm faster, you know? <laughs> the cut was slow as fuck, mate. Mind you, he's got on the gun. I ended up fucking catching up to him, and I ended up stabbing him in the back a couple of times. Oh, bro. Mm. 
what is going through your mind when you're full doing that to someone? Um, don't get shot, don't get shot, suck shit, cut, you're slow and fat. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Like> shit. <laughs> you didn't oh. feel bad at all, like, like, after the first No, like, bro, like, technically, right, these fuckheads pulled a gun, like, obviously, you know, the kid's wearing the wrong, like, don't throw an ice cream cone at your car, but these like, cunts, literally, ice cream is technically milk. These cunts are literally pulling guns over fucking spilt milk. Exactly. What? Yeah, you know true. what I mean? Like, these cunts pulled a gun over a fucking... But you, like, were you willing to, or intending to kill him, or were you just, like, gonna just injure him? Um... You won't say anything more to sort of like incriminate yourself for that one, like because it was an iffy, it was a, it was a very weird court thing, bro. I beat the, ch I beat the charge and got done with the say. Yeah, right. So the kid that threw the ice cream cone, how old is he? Um, they were only like fucking fourteen at the time, man. So my man has got an ice cream cone thrown in his car. He's walked out of the car, then proceeded to pull a shotgun on fourteen-year-old kids. Were you worried like they were gonna get revenge in the end? If you worry about that all the time, bro, you'll spend your whole life fucking paranoid. Yeah. Like, you know, if i got to worry about every cunt that wants to get fucking revenge on me, mate, that's a fucking long list. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big list. That's why I drink. <laughs> Mac is the ice cream cones, man. McDonald's. They are the reason. These cardboard straws are going to start more fights than the ice cream cones soon. Oh, mate, cardboard yeah. straws are single-handedly made me hate turtles. Bro, I will never understand this. And I'm sure there's some science behind it. So please prove me wrong if anyone knows this. How can a cardboard straw, right? So what's it? 10 centimeters in length, maybe 1.5 centimeters in diameter, right? That small of an object end up in the deep, bad blue ocean, which is 1.3 billion cubic meters. And we've only discovered 20% of it. Not only that, it manages to end up in an endangered species mouth like a turtle. Someone explain the chances of that to me. If you can explain the scientific reason on how that's happening, like, please do, but I just, I don't understand it. And it's not worth me having an asthma attack every time I try to drink me frozen Coke, all right? I understand we got to save the environment. But for frozen drinks, man, get rid of the cardboard straws. Like, I dead set get lightheaded when I try and drink a frozen Coke these days because I'm just sucking up cardboard particles because my cardboard straw has fucking deteriorated. Anyway, got a bit sidetracked then, but I don't know about anyone else, but I find this stuff so interesting. I don't know what it is about like jail stories and crime stories. I just find them so interesting. I need to go inside a jail and just set up a podcast mic and just let people talk. Well, do you see what the blokes doing like America and shit on TikTok? Like you got Americans on TikTok in jail and shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm watching. And the worst part is, is like you got to realize like that phone went up someone's ass to get in there too. <laughs> These motherfuckers are all running with, like, iPhone 12 Pros and shit, like, these big-ass phones. I'm like, can't. Like, because I understand, like, not many people would catch on to it, like, how they got it in there, you know, your prison wallet. What is your prison wallet? Your asshole. Yeah, right. Yeah. Damn. Or something like that. Majority of shit is, it's come out of someone's asshole, and that's how it got into jail. What's the weirdest bit of, um, contraband you've seen someone sneak in there? Like, I've heard stories of, like, blokes losing phones up their ass and shit, which is really weird. <laughs> well, they've full lost it. It's just stuck, like, yeah. it's stuck in there. Yeah, bro, like, I've seen cunts, like, fit some pretty big shit up their ass. Like, <laughs> to the point where, like, I'm impressed. Here's an example. What's impressed you? I've seen people fit stuff that's bigger than a can of drink up their ass. Bro, really? You know, like, I've, <laughs> I've put shit up my ass and that, like, to get in jail, but, like, I've never, like anything massive up there what does it feel like like i feel like it would hurt it's uncomfortable you just gotta like you lube it up like with what moisturized cream 
Wait, so when it first penetrates, what's that feel? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's that feel like? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm asking such a graphic question, but that's generally where my mind goes. I don't know, bro. It's like it's like taking a big shit. Yeah. It's like you know, like when you do a big shit, right? And then like it's like that big of a shit, and then like and then it just gets stuck halfway in your like in and out your asshole, like you just get stuck there. <laughs> yeah. You know, like when you've eaten a lot of fiber, you've eaten a lot of bread and you got one of those solid shits and like you pushed off of it and then it just gets stuck. That's the feeling. There you go. So we've all been keisted. We all know what it feels like to be keisted. Yeah. So what did you have to keister? Was it a phone? So like, no, 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 fuck that, man. You can get some small phones and shit, man. But like, I don't know, bro. Like, last thing I want is like someone to ring me while it's still up there vibrating and I get turned on because then I feel gay. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, you'd feel gay. Not the part where you actually put it in your bum, just only when it starts to vibrate. Well, like, as long as you don't get an erection, technically it's not gay. <laughs> Bro, have you seen anyone get an erection when they do it? Um, No, but I've seen like people have like their asshole leak and shit because like they've just put too too much big shit up their ass. Leaks? Yeah, like their asshole just leaks, bro. Like they've got no muscles to hold like the shit. Oh. I was even kind of like trying to squat and shit and just let a little nugget drop out of their ass. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> really open a can of worms here with the case string. Wait, so they're training at the gym and a little nugget <laughs> falls out of their pants? Yeah, sort of. Like everyone trains. Like you got like little things in your union and shit to train. Like blokes have like gone to do like their squats and all that shit and like. No, they're just, their arsehole's just that loose. That shit's just dropped out. <laughs> Literally. That is so good. Like, because they can't help, help it. So some of the times they'll have to, like, because you can't wear nappies in there, because that's weird. Yeah, that, that's definitely the weird part about it, wearing those nappies. Blokes will just be like, oh, no. Dog shit and a bit of shit will just run down the side of their leg or something. Yuck. <laughs> Fuck, bro. Hey. When I speak to like when I speak to like normal people about it all and see your reaction, no, like I start to realize like maybe it is weird. Yeah, that's what I mean, bro. Like that's what I was saying before. Me and Cameron, compared to you growing up, like we're twenty two, you're twenty three. We wouldn't have seen half the shit you have seen. Like nowhere near it. Yeah, and it's like that's why like, I spit down. It's like this shit seems normal to me. Like to me, this shit's normal. Yeah, exactly. Like you know what I mean? Like I see the shit and I don't think nothing of it. But like whereas like you know, hundred percent. Like, that's what I want to try to explain to people. You grew up in the wrong crowd. That was normal to you. Like, you didn't see it in any different way. Yeah, that's like, even now I said, like, with the crazy shit I seen with all that's getting their head caved in the whole point. Like, that's just, like, you just look at that and you're like, eh. Yeah. Like, you just, it's, you're not phased by it no more. What? All right, so we've just been talking about how all this stuff is kind of normal to you and you've kind of been around it your whole life. Now, obviously, you don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, but what do you think is the reason you ended up down this path? I grew up around it all, man. Yeah, really? You know what I mean? Like, I grew up with it. Like, I grew up, like, friends. I grew up, you know, just, it was yeah. the area I grew up in. It was, like, it was my mindset as well, you know. Like, it was just, I, it always had an interest to me, you know. Like, the crew I hung around, you know, were like a family. I never had a family. So, it was like, you know, they became family. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I had a family, but not much. Not really much of one, bro. What what happened to your family? Oh, they're just, you know, typical fucking class A story shit. But, like, that's not the reason why I went down it. I mainly went down it. I love the money. Yeah. I love the drugs. I love, you know, the adrenaline rush. I love feeling the power. Like, you know, I was an armed robber. So I love feeling the power of controlling people. You know what I mean? Like, I'm in there. Yeah. No matter what's in my hand, you're doing as you're told. You know what I mean? It was the power that I had, like. 
that's what it was, bro. Like all this bullshit that people say, like, oh, I had a bad life and all that shit, man. We all know right from wrong our whole lives. You're just too lazy enough to get up, like, you know, too lazy enough to try putting the work to change. Facts. Because it's a love like it's a lovable life, bro. Like there is good sides to it. Like, man, like the good sides fucking are more powerful than the fucking bad sides. But there's bad sides, you know? Mm. There are bad sides. Yeah, so like that's why I definitely just learned then. You're just want you're not that type of person to go, Oh, I'm making excuses, this is why I did it. Like you fully know you made the decisions and you on your own accord. I enjoyed it, bro. I was a crib. I was like cunts loved me. I was doing what I wanted, partying all the fucking time. I was fucking I was living a good life. And then, you know, you just get a bit old, get a bit scars, then you're like, Oh, is it really that good? Yeah, 100%, man. Like, a lot of people that listen to this podcast, maybe in the age bracket of 18 to 24, or even the ones who watch our videos, could even be a bit younger than that, and they might be going down a similar path that you went down. So, now that you've lived it all, what would you say to those kids that are going down that sort of destructive direction in life? Look, man, when I was a kid, I used to have the same people tell me shit all the time, and you're not going to listen to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? No one's going to listen to it. You're just going to learn. Just just know that everyone in that lifestyle is in it for their own fucking personal greed. No one's, no one's really ever your mate, fucking, you know, like, because of one of my best mates, bro, I got stabbed in the neck, you know what I mean? Now what does that feel like, getting stabbed in the neck? Talk us through that. It sucks. I've, like, always, that's probably one of my f worst fears, getting stabbed, man. I feel like that would kill. Um, warm. Warm? Like, I, I didn't know, bro, like, because of the adrenaline shit, man, I had no fucking clue that I even got stabbed, bro. What? So I was like, yeah, bro, and then, like, all I felt was just like, like me neck and all that was just really wet. Like the collar of my shirt was really wet. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? And then, um, yeah, I put my hand on it. Then it was just fucking, yeah, just red. I was like, oh, that's not good. Bro, see, I could not imagine that getting stabbed, man. You said before that there's plenty of highs in the life and that's why it's so addictive and that's why you kept going back. But getting stabbed in the neck, that seems like such a low and I'm sure there's plenty of other lows. So it makes me think, like, if you were introduced to a different path in life, would have you gone down that path and completely changed your direction? Oh, 100%, bro. I'm 23 years old. I don't have a fucking trade behind me. Like, I'm a labourer, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, you know, yeah. you'll come to a point where you want to get out of it, and then, like, by then it can be too late. Like, I might be able to switch me mind into it, like, when I did. Where I'm like, nah, I got I to change, you know? I've got a fucking family and shit. You know, I've got my own family now. I've got a missus, I've got two kids with us and shit, you know, like, so how long ago did you have to, did you switch your mindset up? And like what kind of, was it just the family sort of thing that made you do it or anything else? Not wanting to fucking keep living through the same bullshit. You know, I've lost, I've lost a lot of mates. What lot? Like they've died? Yeah, I've had, a lot, I've had a few mates get murdered. I fucking... Sorry to hear that, man. I've had a few mates neck themselves because it's a depressing oh, life, damn. bro. Like it's a very depressing life. So like, you know, mates kill themselves over fucking stupid shit like women and that and fucking, yeah. Bro, see, that shit, suicide is never the option. And if you're listening right now, obviously we're all going through a tough time with this lockdown and stuff like that and the coronavirus in general, but suicide is never the option. And if you are having thoughts like that, Lifeline 13, 11, 14, I just want to put that out there. But bro, I'm so sorry to hear about that. Like, I think people fail to realize, like, although you, yeah, sure, you probably did some things that put you down this path and all that, but you still had to deal with this shit and you still have raw emotions like a human being. You're no different to anyone else. So what do you think it was about you that, you know, kind of said to yourself, nah, i got to change. And how did you keep going when all this shit's happening around you? Just kept trying, bro. Like, you still fuck up. Like, you know, you're not going to change overnight. No one ever does. It's just, you know, you spend your whole life making a mental way about yourself. 
you can't just change it. It don't work like that, man. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like, I think people, no one's perfect. That saying is 100% true. No one is literally perfect, and we all do it. We all are the first people to judge ourselves when something goes wrong in our lives. But you, I think people need to realize, because I do this all the time, and I'm trying to make a conscious effort to just tell myself that I'm young. I've got time for mistakes. You're going to fuck up one day. You can redeem yourself the next day. At the end of the day, when you go to sleep at night, it's a reset button, and young people need to realize that that there's so much more time left for you on this earth to make amends and do what you want to do. And I guess for anyone out there listening, this might be a hard question for you to answer, but obviously you've transitioned from a life that was not very good and now you're trying to go into a better life. Is there is there one thing that's helped you go into that better life or one strategy that you've used? Well, literally PlayStation, bro. PlayStation has literally single-handedly helped me behave. 100%, man. Fuck yes. They say gaming... They say gaming's bad, bro, but honestly, bro, I'd rather could you play games than, like, go out, like... It's interesting, it's like gaming, like, as you said, so the media portrays gaming as in, like, oh, people who play games, they're lazy, blah, 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 but, bro, it has saved so many kids from doing bad shit or, like, going through a tough time. Like, I don't think they understand that. No, I was like, yeah, because they don't understand that they're not gamers, man, like, you know, this, this is something to do, this is fun, like, this is, like, you know... 100% bro, like that's what I've learned through making these videos and making these podcasts and interacting with all these people that there are genuinely great people that play Call of Duty and better than people I've met in real life and I think the media sometimes portrays this game as such a toxic game and sure, it's toxic, like there's people that swear on it and all that crap but that's what makes it funny, that's part of the culture but if you genuinely just talk to these people, you make some really good friends and there's some great girls and some great guys in this game no, I fully get what you mean, man. Like, I've made a lot of good mates from games. That's literally what I want to portray in this podcast. Like, obviously, people aren't going to get along in this game. There's so many personalities that play this game. But if you just give them a chance to speak about things, they genuinely have the funniest stories. They actually have some good life advice. And they're all average, everyday people. And they can teach every single one of us a thing or two about life if you just give them the chance to speak. Dead ass. Alright, we'll end on this. Obviously, you've been through a shit ton of things. You've sat down with murderers and had dinner. You've been in jail and seen bad things happen. You've had bad things happen to you, like stabbings. You've lost mates and all that crap. But what is the number one lesson you've taken out of this whole journey that you've been on throughout life so far? Like, I'm trying to be, like, good, like, for your kids and that that listen, but it's like, I don't even fucking know, bro. Like, I I did everything for a re Everything I did is for a reason and a good fucking reason. That's probably the big lesson. Make sure there's a good reason behind you do something, otherwise you're not going to sleep right. All right, we'll end this week's episode of the Game Chat Podcast right there. I just need to give a huge shout out to Zach again and just thank him again for coming on the podcast. As I said, and as you just heard, these are some really tough and heavy times he's experienced. And yes, he said that it was all he's doing and I understand that. But at the end of the day, we're all human. We all have emotions. So I'm really thankful he came on the podcast to talk about it. And I hope you got something out of it. This episode really showed you that we all make mistakes in life, but the sun still rises and you can start to turn your life around. It's not going to be easy, but if Zach can do it, anyone can. Now, on a lighter note, next week's episode will be all about the funny side of jail and some more crazy stories from Zach. So here's a quick sneak peek of that. Oh yeah, there's jail guys. That's an actual thing. Oh, wow. So like there's there's like people that go to jail with full wives and kids and shit, families on the outside. Fuck dudes in there. And then when they get out, they're like, I'm not a faggot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's so confusing like you're just like what <laughs> so funny i just saw you putting your dick in fucking steve's mouth though like five minutes ago <laughs> 
So yeah, once again, thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to the Game Chat Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. And until then, I hope everything you're looking forward to goes swell. Hope everyone's staying safe in this tough time. And yeah, peace.